Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Shintar Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the safety in judo, what you can do, what should be done. Yeah, I know in lieu of the BJJ lawsuit where that guy broke his neck, it's a huge deal right now. He was awarded $43 million. And oh. I think, yeah, I think we all know a judo instructor that's been sued, right? Yeah. At some point yeah. or another. You know, it's common, very common. You know, what can we do to protect ourselves, right? That's right. So this is inside the dojo. And then maybe we'll talk a little bit about the, um, the, uh, the competition wise too. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Inside cool. the dojo. Uh, first and foremost, you know, my biggest thing is that like the IJF does a spectacular job with this stuff. You know, yeah. when they look at the statistics, they're very data driven, right? And mm -hmm. they see, oh, too many people are spamming Korean Tainagis and the risk mm -hmm. is very high and the likelihood of throw is very low. Ban it. Right. And I know a lot of people have like a very visceral reaction to this kind of a thing. Right? And they like, oh, it's a martial arts. Yeah. You know, uh, it waters down the sport and whatnot and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it kind of does. But like the safety of kids and people who practice it, is, I think, should be the first and foremost priority. Yes, right. we're doing a martial art, but IJF is a, is a sporting organization. Yeah. Their goal is not to spread judo as a martial art and then people protect themselves. They're right. invested in the sport of judo, which requires spectatorship, IOC, you know, relations and all these different things. Yeah. So we can't make that argument of like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. They have a different goal. I mean, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. a sport for them. Yeah, we're talking about the know? sport. You know, if you look at the yeah. martial side of stuff, you can do whatever you want. But there's yeah. no regulation with that. If you want to do martial arts related judo for martial purposes, then, you know, do leg grabs, do Korean Sanagis yeah. in your dojo. Who cares? I mean, mm. but that's also going to open you up to, you know, liability as well because the IGF, the governing organization, says, hey, this technique is dangerous. Get rid of it. And you're doing it in the room. Mm hmm. Right. And, so, you know, there's a lot of things I think that should be done that IGF is doing. And I think uh, the more local organizations should follow suit. You know, for instance, like yeah. US, US Judo. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You, all, you also have uh, some, have implemented some rules at your do dojo too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like no Tanya Toshi. That's the famous one. Yeah. Yeah. No Tanya Toshi. And, you know, I tell the black belts, like if it's between two black belts, if you guys yeah. go for it, you know, just make sure it's safe. You guys have to have a yeah. real true understanding of it. You right. know, doing it, taking it, Nagakomi and such, like that's a prerequisite. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the technique before you even try it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. black belt, black belt, I don't really mind so much. Right, right. You know what I mean, if you're spamming it, of course, and if it looks dangerous, like you do, you got to stop that. Uh, you look horrible doing it and you're going to break someone's leg. Yeah. <laughs> but as a whole, the dojo, we're not allowed to do tiny toshi on each other. Right. Right. That's number one. And no drop techniques on people below green belt. Oh, like no serenage. No drop, drop serenage. None of that. You know, and uh, I'm pretty uh, strict about enforcing it. And it does happen. And then sometimes I'll call them out. Hey, Matt, you, know, you can't do drop serenage on yellow belts. And then first yeah. two times a warning. First time's a warning. But then the second, third time, I'm going to be, you know, he's going to hear about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it's freaking dangerous. You know? Right. So the... So the first recommendation, your recommendation is to follow, like listen closely what the IJF is recommending. Yeah, and but you then, know, they don't ban techniques right, that often. You know, like recently, right. here's a here's a good one. If your head touches the mat in any way, shape, or form, it's you mm -hmm. lose. You know this? Oh, did it did it did they decide to be more strict about it? Yeah. So if you go for a drop Sanagi and uh -huh. your forehead touches the mat, uh -huh. you're done. How about in Uchimara? Done. 
Wait, so like if you know, Ono kind of does it. Duck. Ono won, 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 is not gonna win the Olympics now. Oh, no, I can't. Wow. I shouldn't say that. That was a joke. That was a joke. I'm, I'm kidding. No, but if you're going for a throw and if your head touches the mat, you lose. Right. You I know? mean, I I get it. I mean, I you know sometimes no. when I force the technique, that happens, and it's not it's not good for me either. It's, it's not good for you. The risk dangerous. Goes high. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Depend. You know, I think that's a good rule. I think people mm-hmm. are gonna be pissed. You know, it makes judo less exciting, definitely, but it makes it safer. Yeah. Yeah. Head and neck injuries are crazy. Like, it's common in judo, man. Yeah. You know, they have, like, statistics in Japan. They followed, like, uh, in the school right. system. Not private dojos. In the school system. School system. They had yeah. over 120 deaths from wow. head and neck injuries from judo. From judo. 120 <laughs> spanning, I think, a decade or two decades or something like this. Oh, my God. I mean. Which is a lot, man. That's, one death is too much. Like yeah, dude, it's like school. five, six deaths a year easily they were getting. You know, kids dying from getting thrown a sotogari or drops in on their head. You know? Right. The issue was, right, they wanted to put judo in all the schools and not all physical education teachers have judo experience. So they're mm-hmm. reading a book and they're like, all right, this is how you do a sotogari, this is how you do kemi, and then one kid blasts another kid, takes that one time. That's a uh, scary thought. Yeah. Yeah. And even get, taking the yeah. throws too. Like if someone goes for a drop set and your head touches the ground to like yeah. base out and spin off, you're done. You know? Yeah. I think it's a good rule because it protects the kids. It protects the yeah. children. Yeah. So so those, yeah, yeah IJF rarely bans yeah. techniques outright, but they'll uh, adjust the rules here and there like this, like, you know, to yeah. make it safer. Look at Kani Basami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Legal. That's Yeah. There's a famous video, if you guys haven't watched it, in the Olympics, I think. Was it? Yeah. Like yeah. Yamashita. Yeah, it's gruesome. Yeah. And so um, so then on top of that, do you recommend other people to implement additional rules like you do? Like, yeah, I think so. Like, what, what are the things? You know, so like uh, rank-based stuff. You know, yeah. I think age-based stuff too. Like they do it in France. I don't know exactly yeah. what age they can do what, but yeah. you know, before a certain age, you can't do drop techniques. Right, right, right. And these things are very, very, very important. I think. And even in jujitsu mm. now, who's very, very BJJ, he's very, very quick yeah. to say like, oh, you know, you can't do this and that in judo. It's too yeah. new. Uh, even those guys are starting to do this stuff. Right. You can't yeah. jump guard. You can't do heel hooks for people below black belt. And they're little by little going in this direction. I mean, you know what it, I mean? it's you inevitable. Yeah. yeah. The more people who do it, the more people who get injured, the likelihood of it being a litigious thing is going to be higher and higher, especially in the United States, where it's a very litigious country. And in a way that judo and wrestling have gone through that whole process a lot yes. earlier and longer than BJJ. And then it's, yeah. it's just inev- inevitable as it becomes more popular, yeah. right? I mean, even look at freestyle wrestling versus collegiate styles. Yeah, collegiate is a lot safer, right? A lot safer because uh, certain rules, you know, like if you were to like back to belly or belly to belly suplex someone, the likelihood someone lands on their head and have a spinal injury is very high. You don't want Mm -hmm. kids doing that to each other. Therefore, you can't really do that in high school wrestling. Like the point Mm -hmm. system doesn't reward that. Yeah, no five-point throws. No, there's no no. five-point. I mean, you can throw them to their back and then back point stuff, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's a little bit different. Like if you pick them up, you have to control them down. Yeah, yeah. But in freestyle, right. you can just throw them, and it's you. You get, you don't even have to follow the guy. Yeah, you get five points. Yeah, yeah, and then they change the rules for collegiate wrestling for this purpose. For instance, like 
if the person's on bottom, right? In mm. freestyle, you could lock your hands around their waist, lift them up off the ground, and spike them on their head. Right, right. right? You could do that in freestyle wrestling. In high school wrestling, if the other person's down, you can't lock your hands around their body. Oh. Right? Yeah. You know that? Clasping rule. Yeah. It's called free move. Remember that? You can't clasp oh, your hands. Oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. I, you know, when I went to my old high school wrestling yeah. practice the other yeah. day, yeah, this kid complained because I, I did it. And then it's like, man, just wrestle. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a very, you can't yeah. do that. You know? yeah. But that's a safety yeah. thing, right? Because yeah, if you're, yeah, I get it. So yeah. yeah, if you're getting up and then you lock them, then you could blast them back up yeah. their head. It's dangerous. Right, you know? right. So even like our dojo too, here's another one that we do. Uranage. Mm -hmm. You can't bomb mm -hmm. someone with Uranage. If you can lift them, that's it. You, we don't mm -hmm. finish your Uranage. Mm -hmm. you know? Can you argue yeah. like, oh, then, you know, your finishing mechanics gets a little bit weaker. Yeah. But I'd rather that than someone break a freaking back, a spine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, always a trade-off. I mean, it's like... Always a trade-off. You kind of have to err on the side of longevity and safety for everyone than, like, yeah. some kind of achievements. Like, oh, we're going to be the best Uranage dojo ever. I mean, yes. you know. Yeah. So you, you can be creative based on, I guess, based on your student population and age groups and whatnot, right? Like you don't have to just follow your, your rules, like, oh, yeah. no, Tanya, Toshi, whatever. Yeah. And white belts don't do Vandori. That's a great rule, right? They should do mm -hmm. it. They should do a lot of drills, a lot of movements, a lot of understanding of the thing, break falls, drills, combinations, Nagakomi, you know, three person Shikomi and learning patterns, like quick explosive cluster patterns, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Adjust the hand, fake forward, snap down, Kosoto tile. That's a really cool. You know, there's a lot going on there. Ben and Ang, right? You should be able to do that quick. It's let's dance. go into that a little bit. Like you know, I think that can be very uh, controversial. Like not letting beginners do randori or live rolling, in especially in a sport like judo and BJJ, where yeah. that is like the hallmark, right? Like that's what sets uh, judo wrestling BJJ apart from other striking based ones, where you can go full full throttle um so what do you say to the critics like uh, they say oh you there you're not doing there's no judo without randori you know no, yeah, they, like, yeah we do randori yellow and above yeah <laughs> you know what i mean if you're coming into the club right and case by case basis right how they I yeah. interact with them you know what do they look like how do they look like drilling the stuff were they yeah. able to take break falls or night call me all those things play a factor mm -hmm. right so i don't say like blanket like oh if you're a white belt mm -hmm. and you never done judo you're not doing randori i'm not like that you know yeah we let a bjj purple belt do randori the other day mm -hmm. right but the issue is this you know we don't know what kind of habits they have if they're only yeah. doing collar drags and paniatoshis in a dangerous way and they get freaked out and then they jump guard i don't know what school they come from a lot of the times and right. even if i ask i don't know what the norm is there right yeah 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 i go to unity or whatever it is or Okay, cool. But I don't know what the rules are of like that rank and rolling. I don't know what belt they are sometimes. I ask. You know what I mean? I don't know what kind of personality this person is. Right, so in right. that way, it's just super dangerous. You don't mm -hmm. know if they have a wrestling background, is a freestyle wrestling background, whatever it is. They may have bad habits. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's really tough to like let you know everyone just do Rondori right away. You got to get to know each other first and make sure that that person's right. the right fit. You know, so how do so in your gym? I mean, you're you you say you've said this before. You're more like a boutique operation, like you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands on, so you you are able to, um, uh, you know, get to know the person well and yeah. then make yeah. case by case judgment. But 
at a bigger gym or you know how like where you have to be more systematic how can you do that like i think it's good to do like for instance i mean a lot of judo schools if you're listening to this and you have a judo school chances are you don't have a that's that that like bigger than mine yeah it's not like uh there's no mega dojos yet in judo yeah there are mega dojos in jiu-jitsu now and they're popping up all over the place and i think they should implement like certain rules like white belts can't you know and they have it now white belts can't join the intermediate class or like white belts you know blue belts can't do the comp class unless they're invited Mm. and those things i think are good systems that protect people i see yeah Yeah. but you know having a a sensei that really knows you know in a boutique shop based Mm. on watching them and interacting with them and having guys in the room who are familiar with wrestling jiu-jitsu and judo who are great grapplers right yeah i could put out there sort of as a test case basis and say hey Go with Your that guy. Source. I don't want to call them for. <laughs> you know, they're like uh, spies. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's like a reconnaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reconnaissance dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, hey, go with that guy. Don't bomb him, right? Oh, yeah. Just fill him out. Yeah. And, um, and I would yeah. always say, but protect yourself. Protect yourself. Yeah. Right. So majority, when I tell like uh, George that, you know, he goes out there. He's like, okay, I think he knows exactly what that means. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Which means go out there, you know, dominate him in terms of hand position. Feel out what techniques he does. So maybe throw him once, but then always be on the lookout for dangerous moves. Yeah. So don't yeah. stand in the pocket with them, stay on the outside, wing grips, and then like counter of certain techniques and then protect mm-hmm. them and protect yourself is sort of what I'm trying to say. And there's some yeah. guys that are very good at that in the dojo, you mm-hmm. know, and I think you need a couple of those people to be able to uh, keep the dojo safe. Right. You know? How'd you, how'd you, uh, how'd you grow your students, some of your students to be like that? I think it's just like I'll a matter of them. teaching yeah. proper judo, which comes from gripping and positioning. You know, if you're yeah. locked up 50-50 and people are ripping and roaring, you have a great athlete in there, it's just going to be all sorts of risk, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to have like good fighting, positional advantage, like all the ideas of like what's winning, what's losing, and then filtering people into your system, right? Mm-hmm. And restricting their opponent movement so they don't do anything crazy and dangerous. You know? That's... Mm-hmm. That's very interesting because it's not just about enforcing some rules. It's actually about learning good judo so that yeah, the you know force your game yeah. so that the other your opponent your partner can't do anything crazy. Yeah, and then yeah. when I emphasize all the time, safety's this, safety's that. Don't do drops on yeah. those people. Even when we do nagakomi, it's like do not do high amplitude throws on beginners, white belts. Mm-hmm. Right? I say this all the time. Yeah. You heard me say this, right? All right, yeah. we'll grab a partner. We'll do nagakomi. Grab the mask. Bring him out. Do not do high amplitude throws on beginners. Hey, mm. Johnny, what is a high amplitude throw? Uh, Uchimata Tayo. Good. The things that <laughs> the guy gets whipped yeah. onto the ground, don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. What is a low amplitude throw? Ochi, slow, soft, oh. sort of guy where they're. And you know, these yeah. assholes are like, oh, I didn't even throw them hard. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't know what hard. <laughs> hey. like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll bomb yeah. you on your head and then tell you I didn't throw you that hard. Shut up. <laughs> it's like that kid at the park that's like, oh, it's hard for you, but it's easy for me. Right, like I, I get know, so yeah. angry at the nonsense. Yeah. It's nonsense yeah. is garbage. Don't do that. I mean, yeah. Low amplitude throws, slow ochi, osoto guy where they can control how they fall. Yeah, the guys who's yeah. taking it. Okay, and ogoshi. That's an exception because you could decelerate the person and yeah. slowly bring them down like a feather. Yeah. So only allowing those techniques on white belts. Mm-hmm. You know, and then having. Okay, you know, Carlos has been doing judo for four months. He's a white belt, but he's a great athlete. He's proven himself that he can yeah. handle this stuff. All right, Carlos, you could do some of these throws. Oh, you know what? You could throw Carlos, and everyone sort of knows. I mean, 
And it's a very, very safety-oriented messaging always that I have, right, in the room. So they pull, start policing them, each other. Someone yeah, went for yeah. a, a Taitoshi the other day, and Clapper was like, don't do that. Right? That's uh, dangerous, right? Uh. So now it becomes this thing. You know what I mean? Right. Nick went for a drop soda, there's a yellow belt, and then somebody, you know, like a purple belt was like, oh, you can't do that, dude. You, if you, you can't, you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's, that's uh, actually... Yeah how you systemize this, I guess. It, you can't police everyone. You're only yeah. one person. Yeah. If you instill in everyone how how to think about safety, yeah. then it's like community policing, yes. policing, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, everyone, can, uh, it's filtered through like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's managing expectations in the room with a Doran Dory. Yeah. Right, it's like communicating to them like, hey, this is not a win or loss thing. You're not trying to win every round. Yeah. The goal is skill acquisition, trying new things, right? Like getting in the mm -hmm. pocket, filling gaps of your knowledge. For instance, if I'm in Georgian B and I suck at it, and I want to learn that, put yourself in yeah. Georgian B, you know, with somebody mm -hmm. that you trust that's not going to bomb you. you yeah. Know, learning that way. I'm trying to figure out from an IA. I obviously can't do it on a yellow belt, so I'm going to go with a brown belt or a black belt, and I'm going to go mm -hmm. for it. And I'm going to let them know ahead of time, like, hey, I'm working on this thing. Hope you don't get too frustrated that I'm going to be dropping and flopping yeah. all over the place, you know? Mm. And then people kind of know, right? Yeah. And you have to have randori rounds where you're not trying to kill the person. Trying something new that you have no clue what it's about. You know, you have to have spent the time doing your homework, drilling right. and learning and asking questions, watching videos, doing it in Naya Komi, doing it in three-person Uchikomi. And then you can start a little by little introducing it to the higher belt. Right? Yeah. And at yeah. first, it's going to suck. Right. You're just not going to get it. Right, but little by little, the more you do it, the better you're gonna get at it. You know? and mm. I think that's the way to safely like titrate it in. And also, that also means that if you want repetitions, you better learn it in the safe way, so you can do a lot more of them. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, oh, I'm gonna learn Tadayoshi and then start doing it in Rondori. It's probably the worst mm. thing you can do. I mean, yeah. And then some of the things really gonna get broken. So teaching them properly, teaching them how to fall, all the different, making them understand, and say, hey, you cannot do this. Yeah. Until they can sort of prove to you in a cooperative setting that they can do it. Even mm -hmm. then, you know, most of these instructors, it's hard to control all the stuff, right? Because somebody moves yeah. or whatever it is. Um, I'd rather outright ban something like Tanya Toshi mm -hmm. until, you know, and oh, what if you get caught in a competition? You might get caught in a competition. But the fundamentals of hand positioning and such, if you have a great pulse, great frame on the person's neck or whatever it is with your hand, you know, it's going to make they it difficult. They shouldn't be yeah. able to do that, yeah. They shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, you can still, but they won't catch you with it, right? The likelihood yeah. of you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot lower. Of course, anything can happen yeah. on the mat, but... Even with a strong elbow yeah. frame, like, if they can't close this distance, then yeah, they can't get gonna, close yeah. enough to, like, sit behind the knee. So, and you can, like, yeah, shift yeah. your body weight away and all the stuff, but it's just all sorts of dangerous, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we have to like do this. You know, uh, I know somebody when we we're talking about how to grow U.S. judo, someone sent mm -hmm. our podcast to Keith Bryant, who's the USA judo CEO. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, something yeah. that he listened. He was actually supposed to come to New York for the New York Open. I don't think I saw him oh. there, or maybe I was. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. What did he say? Well, I didn't. I didn't see him there. Oh, yeah. okay. But he did listen to it. Oh, he did listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Perhaps he was at the New York Open. <laughs> well, I was drinking beer, so I don't really. Maybe I was, you know. Should we try to invite him or something? Does he want to talk? I'm sure he. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that'll happen. But yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah, having that's cool. uh, you know, when I see these kid competitions, right? mm -hmm. and kids are going for drop soda and nage, 
it's only a matter of time until someone gets severely injured. It's only a matter of time. I think it's inevitable that like yeah, a twelve-year-old yeah. kid goes for an uranage and gives another kid a concussion. You know, I had a concussion. I was like sixteen. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I went for a turn throw. Merced Mate and the guy like lifted me up and threw me right onto my head. I was concussed. Sucked. You know what I mean? And that's okay. It's a regular uranage. You know, it was a mm. little bit of a hairy thing because it was after Mate. Uh, all yeah. that stuff. But like, you know, that that should never happen under age 13. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Drop soda. Exactly. Right? It's like. it's Yeah. When then the, the kid getting thrown will smack their head into the mat. And yeah. I know a lot of people so who are yeah. listening now are like, hey, dude, I did judo through the system and I didn't get injured. Yes. Survivorship, survivorship. bias. I cannot yeah. emphasize this enough. It's survivor bias. Right? Yeah. How many people do you know that you did judo back then that ate one of those that quit? Oh, yeah. Maybe they, if they wouldn't have eaten it, they would have been standing alongside you right now, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they exactly. would have been better than you. Who knows? You got a, yeah. a complex of luck. So, so we got to like really take into this account. And you know, I think like having age-restricted technique ban, I think, is sort mm-hmm. of the next frontier. I think it's necessary. I absolutely think it's necessary. I thought right. I, they already have some, right? Like when uh, it can't choke or yeah, arm choke an armbar. Yeah, like but a, that's been yeah. around forever. It's been around right, forever. Right. But I, then the, the throws, I guess it, you kind of see that with BJJ. Well, whatever, whatever the art emphasizes. For example, BJJ with the submissions, they don't tend to ban them for kids. No. Yeah, but so judo with emphasis on the throws, they didn't really ban them for kids. Yeah, but it should it, it should be more. Yeah, it, sh- it should be safer for kids you know i don't feel comfortable sending my judo kids to competition for that reason because mm-hmm. i know there's teachers out there who are like hey listen man they're gonna put your hand on the collar they're gonna turn for a soda or poshagrima you just wrap your hands around their waist and dive backwards you know and I, yeah. i've known teachers who teach this way and it's like yo Ooh. you know what i mean and now that i'm a parent even more so you know, I like, know. if my daughter yeah. like went in for something and some russian kid spiked out the back of her head dead Man, I don't know what I'd do, man. I'd be so pissed. So, you know, uh, I've heard that you know, in youth, even in youth soccer, they ban heading. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, I yeah. because when I first heard that, so I don't, I have to look it up the details how it's going now, but yeah. it was definitely proposed. And then when I heard it, you know, I grew up playing soccer, and I thought it's a survivorship. I was like, what? What's you know, heading is yeah. such a big part of soccer. But then, yeah. After talking to you about all of this, you know, it makes sense. Like it's, I've gotten concussed mildly because I try to head the ball and then we, I smack my head against another kid's head, you know, or foot or whatever. It's not necessary. No, it's not necessary because can the kids still do better? Like what would be better for judo? If we never lost kids because these kids never got injured, right? They stay in the sport. It's going to be better for the sport because we have more population doing it. Those kids are going to end up getting better and then they're going to spread judo more. We have a bigger judo population by protecting the people at the bottom of the pyramid. You know what I mean? We have to protect those exactly. guys at all costs. And then you, you can know? slowly add these like dangerous techniques later. When yeah, they're, add like, them in, but let them learn yeah. the fundamentals first, man. There's yeah. no reason why these kids need to be doing drop sode and tani toshi and uranage. They simply don't. Let them learn ochi or soto. Do it safely. You know, let them do, you know, they don't even need to do hard randori competitions. They don't mm. need to, you know? Japan has a problem now. Because they put like so why? much pressure on oh. these kids for the elementary school championships, they yeah. outright banned uh, it. 
They bound oh, ele- elementary school Dude, competition. You should have seen wow. some ah. of the freaks coming out of this thing, man. I went to Kushkot High School in the, the train right. in the summer. Yeah. They had a kid that was on scholarship coming in to seventh grade. Okay. Sixth uh, grade elementary school stopped. Seventh grade, he got middle school year one. Okay. He had a uh, full scholarship. He was a national champion. Uh, elementary national champion in the open division. This kid weighed 340 pounds. What? I, yeah. What? He was like 5'9. This kid was bigger than me. Humongous. How? Oh my God! They put so much pressure on this kid for winning. He slaughtered everyone at the elementary school championships. Yeah, elementary school championships. I'm telling you. Oh my God! Yeah, now he has a scholarship at Kushkan. He didn't end up doing too good. Like eventually, like I, I know he didn't right, like, right. do that well. But like, I remember there was a kid that won Cadet World. He was yeah. 14 years old. Dude, this kid was like five ten, yeah. 195 pounds to the bone. He looked like a grown man, dude. He was like 14 years old, dude. Unbelievable. The amount of like pressure that this kid went through and amount of training that this kid went through and you know, kids would go up against them and they would just get injured. You know what I mean, like Yeah, I and mean, yeah. also there's so much disparity in how yeah. fast kids grow at that yes. age. You so know? now they're like, yeah. Oh my god, we have too much pressure on these kids. So many kids are getting injured. Nobody wants to do judo anymore. Everyone hates judo. We gotta do yeah. something. So I think they banned elementary school nationals from like ten and under or something like this. And even mm. I think I think they might have just straight up outright like got rid of it, you know. Right, right. Uh, because their whole thing now is like we have to make judo fun again, right? For yeah, these kids, yeah. not like you put them through the regular like oh, Olympics. Oh, yeah. So even like some of the champs now, like Suzuki, who's uh-huh. notoriously yeah, yeah. Like, uh, one of the toughest judo guys ever. He too is like I'm gonna run a judo club that's fun for kids to do judo oh, in a okay. fun way. Everything's gonna be fun. I'm gonna do randori with the kids, you know, like. Yeah. You know, it was an amazing thing coming from that guy, because he's right. been through the system. He's he's a Kokushkan guy. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. It yeah. is tough one. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we gotta do, man. We gotta make judo fun for kids. It can't be about competition. It can't be a win at all costs. You know, who gives right. a shit if the other kid gets injured? That really is like a horrible mentality. You know, some of these coaches yeah. that kind of push that kind of thing on the kids, you know, yeah. I think they're losers. I really do. You know, they have yeah. a chip on their shoulder, like win at all costs. Like you know, I don't give a shit if all the kid gets injured. Uh, those guys, man, like it makes me want to go to their dojo and kick the shit out of those. Yeah. <laughs> 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 because they want to win. Not a lot of it is like, it's like yeah, it's their like own, projection, yeah, yeah, projection, living vicariously through their students. Yeah, you know, uh, man, I, it's just like angers me so much. Like, why would you teach your kids that judo kids? That yeah, way? you're putting all the other kids at risk. Why can't this be like a, you know, I've been pushing for like. Not like kata, like a technique demonstration competition. Oh, yeah, you told us about that. I'm all about that thing, you know. We did it once. We did one in my region. A huge success. Every kid got super excited about it. It was not one You won a medal, right? Give me one first place, even though, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of nepotism. I don't know. I I mean, I wasn't the judge on that, but, you know, everyone kind of knew who it was. And, uh, you know. But everyone had, had, had a good time. Got a, you know. Yeah. It, she went to for a soto, fell back and like threw herself and then just lied there for a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah. Who cares? I mean, she's having fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, if she would have gone out there with a kid you know, who would have bound her, it wouldn't be I fun know. anymore. It was fun for, for me and you and me. 
And that's yeah. how I want it to be. And I think it should be for everybody, you know? Right. And you guys are all talking and listening to this, talking about we need to grow judo, this and that, but then still have that mentality of like old school Japan in the 60s and 70s. It, no. it just doesn't yeah. fit now in this climate. So we have to adjust, we have to evolve. We have to do it in a safe way. We have to bad techniques and we have to make it fun, even for adults, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. I told the other day with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I go in, everyone's warm. Hey, how are you? What's your name? My name is this. And they introduce themselves. I'm like, lots of hugs, man. Lots of hugs. Yeah. You know, it should be like that. When you leave the dojo, dude, you should leave feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, some people are like, oh, I can't believe that guy beat me. Or, oh, I don't <laughs> But overall, it should be a good experience. You walk in, people are friendly. You get a great yeah. workout in. You learn something. You're engaged for the whole time. You know, you're not like hoping to pick up your phone and look at dumb reels or something you're there engaged right you're mm -hmm. making friends and then you know you train in a safe way you should never feel mm. you know unsafe and then you go home feeling good about yourself and say you know next practice right. i'm gonna work on these things and that's how it's supposed to be you know yeah. and we have to provide that by making some of these restrictions you know uh -huh. and we gotta do we gotta do it man everyone who's listening yeah. please push this you know sort yeah. of a thing safe judo fun judo no? Yeah, and they all, it's not about these regulations or banning techniques. Yeah. More, it's also has to be. It also has to be complemented by you know teaching everyone this safety oriented mentality, so that yeah. everyone can kind of you know watch yeah. out for each other. You know that's very important too. Should, that's exactly should right. Should we man. talk about? Mm -hmm. um, should we talk about the current event? You know, we'll be doing another episode because this one's already okay, thirty minutes. Okay. You know. All right, all right. We'll do it yeah. on another episode. We'll do another episode. <laughs> And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Go to shindorhigashi.com. Please check everything out. Follow my yeah. YouTube. Please share this safety thing. If you know, yeah. if you're a dojo owner, you should listen to this. I, th I really think so. Yeah. So please send it, share it, all that stuff. And su support us on Patreon if you support can. Support us on Patreon. And stay tuned for the next episode.